welcome to a couple of vidgets your daily episode by episode podcast where we cover this television show supernatural i am one of your hosts dan and with me as always is his wife penny hello hello how are you good a little bit late again tonight hopefully not too many people are sad but we did get one in today i'm sad you're sad why <laughs> because we're late oh wow I'm okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Circumstances lately make this just not quite as quick and easy as it was last week. That is true. That is very true. Since you got your boo-boo. Yeah, you don't realize how much, I, I didn't realize how much I just stood up, walked around, went from the couch to my desk, to outside, <laughs> wandering around, <laughs> to a nap, to standing up <laughs> to my desk. <laughs> Like, I did a lot of moving around. Well, like, you know, I said when I broke my ankles all those years ago, it was, um, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how you go one day from being totally dependent or independent, duh, totally independent, able to do stuff for yourself to now having to depend on someone else. And it sucks. Yeah. But I'm slowly healing. Putting a little bit more weight on it today. That's good. I can see you're getting very impatient with my request for another soda. <laughs> yeah. At least you haven't gone to our uh, our 600-pound uh, life suicide pack. Of if you get too, uh, you can't mobilize for yourself too much. We just start chucking heads of lettuce at each other. Well, I would call can. that a suicide pack. I call it a diet pack. Diet pack, yeah. Yeah, you start getting that big, here, here's a head of lettuce, uh, go for it, that's all you're getting. <laughs> I guess I'll get the point when you just hand me a cup of water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Your days are coming to an end, bucko. <laughs> you want coffee? Go make it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just throw the grounds and water on me. <laughs> so Not even grind them out, just throw the whole beans on you. <laughs> yeah, slurp it through your t-shirt, buddy. <laughs> Okay, so today, though, we watched... Oh, I didn't get the... It's season two, episode 20. 20. Yeah. Um, and it's called What Is and What Should Never Have Be. What Should Never Be. What Should Never Be. What Should Never Have Been Done Did. <laughs> yeah, RC. <laughs> okay, so the episode starts off. Uh, it's at night. Uh, Sam calls Dean and uh, warns him that there's some cops about. They uh, share some notes on some case that they're looking into. Dean has no, no information, but Sam has some information about a djinn or a genie. Yes, a djinn is a creature that goes back to mythology, is a mythological creature that kind of modern day genies are based on. All right. Well, uh, Dean goes to take a look uh, without Sam and Sam's like, no, wait, take me with He's kind of like, I want to ride. <laughs> I've been stuck in this motel. <laughs> exactly. Keep an eye on these stupid police because we have to be in hiding after our shenanigans last week at the at the jail. <laughs> yeah, so I, he probably wanted, you know, to go through a drive through too or something like that. He wanted to hit the red box at the end of the block. But no, Dean takes off without him. Uh, Dean goes into some sort of old factory we see. Uh, he thinks he hears a noise, and he jumps out in the hallway, and there's nothing there. Uh, but he does, soon after that, he gets attacked by some guy just covered in tattoos all over his face and his hands, I think. 
and he starts like glowing blue and puts his hands on uh, Dean's forehead and then we see Dean pass out. Stinger graphic. <laughs> okay, a stinger. It's fire graphic. Whatever. Well, fire. that's that's the uh, technical term. It's oh, a I stinger see. when you because oh. it comes a supernatural. Yeah, stuff. no, that's that's the uh, industry term for that sort of effect. I see. Um, so obviously he just saw a genie because this guy's fingers were glowing in Aladdin genie blue. Yes. It, they like made it super obvious. Right, but like. Dean mentioned to Sam when they were on the phone, or sh I should say Sam said to Dean, we're not talking Barbara Eden in the harem pants <laughs> type yeah. of genie. No, yeah, so it's uh, it's Robin Williams in a cartoon genie. <laughs> not even that good. But, I mean, that was the tip-off. That was the styling that the that they put on this character when they, you know, in post-production when they added the little CGI effect around the fingers. It was literally Aladdin genie blue. Yes, it was. I found that funny. Like, they didn't try to hide it at all. They wanted to send that message loud and clear. Hey, remember that Disney flick? This is a guy. Only he does not look as uh, benevolent as the Robin Williams, of course, the cartoon <laughs> version of No, Robin he Williams. more looks, this guy just looks like a homeless dude that's really into tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, the next thing we see is Dean wakes up, and he's laying next to a girl in a really nice apartment or a house or something. He's confused, wandering around. Uh, he calls Sam, and Sam is someplace totally else. He's not in the crappy hotel room looking at cop cars anymore. Um, and then Dean mentions he was chasing a gin, and Sam's like, oh, yeah, gin, huh? That's what did you in last night or <laughs> something like that. He, he thought gin not as in the creature but as in the alcoholic drink. The G-I-N, not the J-I-N-N. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, you've been hitting the gin again, huh? <laughs> so it's... <laughs> um, so I put a note in here immediately uh, because, I mean, right instantly I had the ta-da of, I already know what the plot is. Can, can I tell you what I thought it was? Sure. Something about being granted a wish and then it's, he lives in it and then Dean is eventually going to regret his wish. That's what I thought the plot was. Yeah. But let's find out if I'm right or not. Right. I put, uh, yeah, that he calls Sam. He's kind of freaked out. Sam doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Uh, Dean, then I put Dean's still freaking out. He sees it. looks like a photo in their apartment or whatever, and he drops it. We don't see what the photo looks like, but he drops it. Um, but, yeah, so Sam thought Dan, Dan, Dean was drinking, and that's why he was having a weird reaction and was confused, but... So just a side note here before we go on. I poured in that can of Diet Fago grape into my cup, which still had cream coffee from this morning in it. I'm not going to lie. Now it tastes like toffee soda. Well, you're going to drink it because I'm not getting up to get you. Oh, anymore. man. I just want ice. <laughs> I just want crystal clear water right now. This is... Ugh. This is overload. I don't know what you're thinking when you pour. I thought it was that when I saw you pouring it in there, I thought it maybe I thought, I thought I had put water, ice, and soda in here earlier today. No. But no, the last time I used it was with my coffee. Gross. Well, now you're SOL. Gosh, that's a powerful taste. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Um, well, and here's the thing is I, I know what Dean's biggest wish of all time is, that his mom was still alive. Right. So I was like, all right, well, now we, it's a butterfly effect all over again. <laughs> let's carry on. That's, that's just what I assumed it was. Now let's carry on and see what really happens. Uh, so it's, it's Dean's wife or his girlfriend. We're not, do we know her here? Do you really specify? I'm just assuming live-in girlfriend. Live, they're shacking up, whoever it is, if there's paper between them or not. Um, gets up and is like, hey, why don't you go back to bed, honey? You're acting confused and weird. And Dean continued to wander around his place, confused and weird. <laughs> he picks up a picture, and he's got a shocked look on his face, and he drops it to the floor. Of course, I'm assuming he just found a family photo with his mom alive. He pulls up to the front door of their old house that we saw before in early episodes. He goes and knocks on the door, and what do you know? Dean's mom answers the door. Yep, Mary answers the door. She's alive and well. Dean is in shock. At this point, I am just rolling my eyes and going, oh, my God, we got it already. <laughs> uh, Dean then tests his mom. This was really cool. He, like, tests his mom to make sure he was real because I'm sure all the, the trickster and everything else that they've dealt with you know he's not he's not like running around like oh my god i'm living in hell he's like just <laughs> trying to figure out all right what's going on what's what's the rules of this situation exactly um and she is seems to be absolutely real because his test was what did you always tell me when you tucked me in at night and it was the angels are always watching over them and these are facts that we know from previous episodes this is so fun watching a show episode by episode, so all these little markers have been referenced before. Yes, and I agree, but that's one how one usually watches a television show. I'm assuming it's episode by episode. <laughs> well, that's why I'm telling you, man. You should watch Last Man Standing with me all the way through, and then those odd Tim Allen quips in the late seasons will make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um... So passes the test. Dean sees then a picture of his dad, like in on a softball team, and he cracks up because John does not seem like the softball type. Come to find out, he loved it, and she put it him in past tense. So that's when Dean finds out the dad's dead. So mom's alive and dad is dead, and I'm like, yeah, it's all unraveling. Your wish came true, and now life sucks. Right. He asks how John died, and she said it was a stroke, and he goes, well, that's but that's so that's good. And she's like, what? No, that he died peacefully as opposed to the alternative. And we all know that John is now in hell because he traded his, his soul for, for Dean's with the yellow-eyed demon. Yep. Well, Mom thinks that he's acting very weird and wants him to call his girlfriend or his wife. What was her name? Camilla or something like that? Carmen. Carmen. Once, uh, like, go and call your girl to come, come by and pick you up. Go home, weirdo son. <laughs> Um, yes, because he was a little bit too eager to see her. Because you know, her big hug, you're so beautiful. Uh, I'm so glad to see you. And she's probably thinking, dude, I just saw you yesterday, but whatever. <laughs> you know? Yep. Well, the uh, next morning, then Dean wakes up and he looks confused again. Like maybe he thought it was all a dream the night before. Um, then he goes to some professor. Have we seen this professor before? No, we haven't. Okay, well, he goes to a professor and starts grilling him on jinns and if what their powers were in mythology. 
which seems really weird. Like, just look up, look it up on the internet, dude. Look at Wikipedia. That's true. This is 2005. Wikipedia was around, I'm pretty sure. Well, this actually aired in May. I put down the air date. It was May 3rd of 2007. I think that there was, was some information out there about gins or something. I don't know. It just seemed weird that he went and hassled this random professor. Yes, and he's asking questions about, you know, can they grant wishes? And the professor's like, you do realize that these are mythological creatures. They aren't real. But he did say that in mythology, the jinn um, have the ability to alter reality. Yeah, it's more of a godlike power that they have, other than just this children's game of three wishes. Right. They don't, you don't rub a lamb and a genie comes out and you get these three wishes. Yeah, it's more like they're kind of sinister beings, it seems. Uh, so Dean goes outside. He looks in the trunk of his car. Which I thought was weird. Like, what, was he just checking to see if he owned guns or not? I'm not really sure what, what he was looking for, but you're right. He just saw a bunch of junk. <laughs> yeah, just like for no random reason at all. Dean just looks at him and he's like, huh. And then he made a quip like, you're, li you're living the domestic life too, huh, baby? No, he looks like we're civilians. Oh, looks like, baby, it looks like we're civilians or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he sees this like creepy... A uh, lady in white standing in the rain, like across the street. Looked like the front of a school or something. I don't know. And well, he did go to the university, so I'm sure she was standing in front of a school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just put mystery woman. I didn't put creepy woman. But she was in white, so it kind of reminded me of the first episode of The Woman in White. And it was gray and dreary and raining. Yeah. You know, it's Vancouver. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, so... Dean goes to uh, talk to her, but she just vanishes. When Dean just blindly starts crossing the street without looking both ways and nearly gets hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so careful of one moment. Then he's just like, a Mack truck might have been driving <laughs> down. That would have been the end of the show. They're like, oh dee do dee do So uh, loses her in the rain, looks confused. He goes back home and hangs out with Mom. And Mom's like, uh, it's been nice seeing you, but shouldn't you go to work? And Dean's like, yeah, where do I work again? Huh? What? <laughs> he looks outside and he then sees the grass. And then he wants to mow his mom's lawn. Yeah, he says it looks like your lawn needs to be mowed. Um, and she's like, yeah, go for it. Um, you act like you've never mowed a lawn before. And I'm thinking he probably hasn't. They've never, ever since Mary died when he was four years old, they've lived in hotels and crap like that. Yeah, it, well... So we see Dean mowing the lawn, then enjoying a beer and sitting on his front porch, admiring his work. There's like flowers and stuff. It looks pretty, you know, half decent. Very domestic. A little the, garden the house gnome. is still a dump, but the yard looked okay. A little garden gnome out there. And once again, though, this is funny because this is one of those times where Dean just, he throws himself into odd situations just wholeheartedly and makes the best out of the situation. He enjoyed his time in jail in the recent episode, and here he enjoys his time being stuck in uh, Pleasantville. Pretty much, yes. That's, that's one thing about Dean's character. He does make the most that whatever situation he's in, he's pretty much like, this is what I got to work with. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, he just, if, for, the, for the brawn of the operation, um... He really doesn't get stressed out. He just lets the situation flow over him. So that's cool. Yes. 
Um, I'm tending to like Dean more and more. Sam is just such a whiny bitch sometimes. <laughs> I love them both, but you're right. Uh, Sam can be a whiny little bitch. He, he, I mean, Dean is the true optimist. Uh, well, then, speaking of Sam, he pulls up and out comes Jessica from we haven't seen her since episode one, right? Right, because she died in that episode. So, yeah, and Sam and Jessica are married. No, they're they're or engaged, married. yeah. They're I guess okay. Let me. Let, I don't want to jump ahead here. They're just together. Uh, Sam says that they flew in from Florida because it's mom's birthday. Dean California, even, Stanford. That says flew in from Florida. No, he just said they. F- we just flew in for mom's birthday, and that's when Sam when he goes, "Oh yeah, Stanford College pre-law," because that's where he was going to college for pre-law in the first episode. Yeah, you're right. He did call that out, but I swear he said that they flew in from Florida. No, he just said we just flew in. Okay, we're gonna rewatch that episode, or at least that, or at least scene. that scene, because I think they screwed up. Uh, yeah, it's mom's birthday. Dean didn't remember it, didn't know about it. Of course, he never celebrated it, probably. Not that he can remember, because he was four when she died. Uh, so they're all out then for dinner. And Dean's girl says that she's uh, worried about him. He, she, like, leans over and is like, man, are you okay? Sam starts talking and announces then that Jess and him are engaged. Yes, that's what the announcement was made, so everyone's happy and excited about that. Well, everyone's happy, except also then there's whispers around the table that they wish Dad was there. That's true, yes. And then Dean sees the same creepy woman again. (laughs) And he gets up from the table and dashes towards her, and she vanishes again, leaving the family confused and wondering what the hell is wrong with Brother Dean. He's lost his marbles. Yeah, there's a lot of asking him if he's been drinking. Apparently, in this version of his life, he's got an alcohol problem. I think he's got an alcohol problem in the other version of his life, too. Well, yes, that's true. There are many jokes about that. Um, There's a joke. Well, I can't let it. I can't say it because it never Okay, yeah, no spoilers. All right. Um, They... uh, they go back into, uh, they're back at mom's house, and Dean is like, hey, Sam, you know, we got to hang out, we got to get together, you know, hey, brother, and Sam, like, pulls him aside, away from their women, folk, and is like, hey, the hell's wrong with you? We only get together once a year, and you're acting like we're best friends. Right, because, well, what you didn't mention is that Mary said she's going to go to bed, and Sam and says, yeah, I think Jess and I are going to turn in too. But he's like, no, you just got engaged. Let's celebrate it. So, yeah, then that's when Sam pulls him aside and says, Dean, we don't even, and we talk maybe once a year anymore. Um, and it, apparently, Dean's been kind of a jerk to Sam because Sam mentioned something about st- stealing his debit card or, 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 and then sleeping with his prom date and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it sounds like this version of Dean is a jerk, and Sam just doesn't want to hang out with him, really. And But then Dean suggests, even after hearing all this, he's like, hey, we should go hunting. And Sam's like, go get some rest. Yeah, he's like, I've never been hunting in my life. So Dean is now looking uh, really sad back at his old house. and at, Back at his own house, I mean. And he's talking to about his to his wife about the rift with him and Sam. He like feels really bummed out that they're not close. 
Um, and she even mentions that's because you don't spend much time together. You really don't know each other that well anymore. Yeah, he makes a, makes the statement, though. I've been given a second chance. I don't want to waste it here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start making out, and then she gets up and leaves for work. Whoa, this is the jerkiest move women pull on their men. Well, she mentioned, she's like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I mean, she was and she's like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me, but I got to get ready for work. And he's like, work? Yeah, find, we find out that she's a nurse. And Dean is very impressed with himself that he's dating a nurse. <laughs> he thinks it's very respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Home alone then, uh, Dean is flipping through the channels and he sees on the news the plane crash that he stopped. Yeah, that he It had, happened. That, yeah, that he and Sam stopped with that, uh, that whole demon episode. Um, yeah, then he's on the internet and it looks like all the people that he and Sam saved... They find stories that they're all dead because they were not there to save them in their hunting business. Yeah, while surfing the internets, looking up their <laughs> their old cases, he sees a shape out of the corner of his eye, follows it into a bedroom, he opens up a door, and there's a couple of people hanging there by their wrists with their faces all sucked out like they've been dehydrated jerky people. <laughs> and then that ghost girl that's he's been spotting is standing right behind him. Commercial, I believe. Yes, uh, put, <clears throat> then we go to commercial. Next, we see Dean at a graveyard talking about his issues and needing some help and how pretty much everyone that they helped is dead. Dean starts really whining, why, why, why? Right, in the graveyard, he happens to be at, he happens to be at John's grave. Um, yeah. Saying, you know, all the people we, Sam and I saved, all the people you saved, they're all dead. It's not fair. Why, yeah, why us? Woe is me, all that sort of thing. Yeah, Dean walks away. The next morning we see Sam get awoken by some noise, goes downstairs with a bat, goes to attack, and of course it's just Dean creeping around in his house. Says well, actually, they're still at Mary's house. Oh, yeah, they're wherever they were staying. Oh, yeah, because they're still in town for the birthday. Right. Um, says he's just sniffing around for some beer, and then says he needs a knife. He owes people some money. He's got to go take care of something. Well, he, yes, and at this point, Sam thought he caught Dean stealing all of Mary's silver, but no, he just he just took one knife, and he did say that. Uh, <laughs> he needs the money for a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. That's goodbye. Later, Sam. Just the worst, just the worst excuse. I owe a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dean leaves and tells Sam, hey, tell mom that I love her. I got to go take care of something. And uh, he grabs, Dean grabs uh, one of the silver knives out of the set and walks out. He, we see Dean in the car. And then all of a sudden, Sam jumps into the car with Dean and insists that he goes along with them. I mean, this was pretty shocking, I thought. Yes, he didn't know what Dean was up to, but he kind of thought, uh, maybe I should follow along because it seems like he might be in some sort of trouble. Yeah, he seems unhinged. Uh, at this point, though, they do their uh, really lame uh, bitch jerk joke, but it doesn't work because Sam doesn't know the other half. You <laughs> right, want to explain? Yeah. Dean called Dean called Sam a bitch, and he's like, why would you call me a bitch? And then Dean's like, no, you're supposed to call me jerk. Yeah, I think, did he say, why would I call you a jerk? No, no, um, he didn't say that. Just, you know, you're supposed to say what you call me a jerk. Yeah. I think it's funny that they do that. I think it sucks. Bitch, jerk. Mm, That is not a thing you and I will have. 
bitch. <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, tell Sam. Oh. S Sam asks then uh, what's in the bag? And Dean says nothing. And Sam looks in the bag and it's like a pint or like a, a, a plastic uh, container, like out of the deli, full of blood. Well, I thought it looked more like a mason jar. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like well, a deli container sort of thing. Oh, really? But whatever. It, it was clear, though. You could see through it. It's like opaque. And it was definitely blood in there. Sam, at this point, gets really hyper and wants to know what the hell is going on. And Dean just lays it out. Hey, I need a silver knife dipped in lamb's blood to stop a gin. At this point, Sam freaks out and wants him to stop the car. Uh... Sam starts making a phone call. Dean just reaches over, grabs a phone, throws it out the window. And they show up at the same factories from the beginning. And they put in here that they're in Illinois. Uh, boys go into the factory, start to look around. They hear something. Sam gets freaked out. Like, uh oh, maybe there really is something spooky going on. Dean comes around a corner and sees more people hanging and drained. Just like those people in his closet. They did eventually disappear. He just saw them for a bit, and then they went away. But now he does see more people like hanging up, getting drained. And uh, there's even some partial drained people there. <laughs> uh, the one girl that he keeps seeing, actually, is hanging up half drained. Yeah, I put that they heard someone crying, and that's when they round the corner and see these bodies and see her. Next we see uh, the tattoo man. He's walking around. And that girl that was crying, she wakes up, and then he does his little glowy fingers thing and puts her back to sleep. And then he t pops a tube out of something and, like, drinks one of her juices. It's her blood. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Just yeah, blood? he was, he was uh, yes, I was putting something, sort of supplement into her to keep her hydrated, but was at the same time draining blood. All right. Sam realizes that she didn't think she was real or something. Just she seemed really confused and out of it. And that the djinn wasn't really granting wishes. You just think you have been granted a wish. Mm -hmm. Dean realizes that he could be just like her. And I was just like, no, duh. That was the beginning of the episode. We <laughs> right. saw him put sleepy fingers on you. <laughs> Dean realizes he is somehow in the dream world. But really, they're there too? And then I'm like, why would a fake dream world have a, the real place that you're captive in it also? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's because of the fact that he is realizing that things are not right. And I think that more and more the reality is seeping through to him. Um, because he is fighting the fact that, that he's in this dream world. And he realizes that... Um, this is not right that he and Sam are our besties and Mary is not alive and Jess isn't alive. And so, yeah, he's been fighting to, to wake up and he realizes that by seeing this mystery woman all the time that um, what he saw in real world is bleeding into this fantasy world that the djinn set up for him. So to get out of it, Dean threatens to kill himself. First, Sam stops him by happy talking him, and then all of the other people in this episode are at the uh, are at the factory surrounding him and just tell him to chill out, man. Let's go home. We can all be happy together. They're like convincing him, like just stay in the matrix. <laughs> Pretty much. 
and that they can all like live together and be fine. And he says, like, no, the gin's gonna drain me in a couple of days. You're like, yeah, but it'll be like you lived a lifetime. Don't worry. Sounds like a pretty shitty trade off. Uh, every uh, everyone gives like their own personal pitch too. There's violin music under this, and it is so long and boring. Yes, it was. I agree with that. It was just like, oh, get on with it. But each character had to go through and make their personal plea to him. (laughs) Then Dean plunges the knife into his own chest and kills himself. But he wakes up in the real world, which if you thought that dream world version of where he was looked shitty, the real world version of it looked even shittier. (laughs) It went from a dump with grays and tans to a dumps with blacks and whites. (laughs) There was like no color in this world. Uh, and then right when he wakes up, Sam is actually there rescuing him. And uh, Sam starts to cut Dean down because he was getting drained. The gin attacks Sam. Uh, Dean breaks free, though. He gets his hands free and comes up from behind, stabs the gin. It's a classic Sam and Dean end fight. I am kind of starting to get bored by these end fights. They're all the exact same. What do you mean end fight? Every episode ends with a fight like this where one one of them's getting their butt kicked, the other one slips away, and then comes up from behind them and springs the trap on them or stabs them while they're not looking or something. It's the exact same fight every time. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's starting to get really... I'm glad this was a short fight because it was completely predictable. Yes, it was. Uh, Dean then, they find that girl that he'd been seeing, uh, finds her alive... And well, I think the girl that they found then it also was was that his wife in the dream? No, that was just the other chick. That was the, a mystery woman. He kept seeing the mystery woman. Okay, well, they're all dirty and messy, and it's dark. Can't right. See um, yes, they they cut her down um, because she is still alive. So they rescue her. All right. It goes to the last commercial. Uh, Sam gets off the phone of the hospital. The girl's gonna be fine. Dean says he's gonna be all right. Dean says he. Ex- Explains it was uh, really a reality based on a wish, not his idea of a perfect reality, because I guess Sam was taking exception to some of uh, what he had in his little dream world. Right. Um, But one thing, I don't know if you noticed this or not, if you're taking notes, but while Sam was on the phone with the hospital, Dean was looking through a magazine, and the woman in his dream that was Carmen, his girlfriend, was actually a model in a beer ad in this magazine. So that's where he had seen her before. Oh, funny. Yes. So, yes, then, yeah, Sam gets off the phone, says a girl's going to be fine. Dean tells Sam about the the dream. Sam says he's glad that Dean had the strength to dig himself out of that dream. Um, But then Dean mentions part of him wanted to stay. Part of him wanted his mom to be alive, wanted just to be alive and Sam to be at college and them to have a life and be able to be married and his mom have grandchildren. Yeah, except the problem is you already know your fate. You're going to die in real world in two two days and then the reality is you never actually get to try to save all those folks or save anyone else. Exactly. It's a pretty crap choice. Yes, and you know, even Dean mentions, you know, we sacrificed so much, but because we did, those people are alive because of them. Well, Sam's the one that reminds him, hey, other people are better off because of us Ex- giving up so much. Yeah, that's right. You're right. He, it was Sam that's saying that even though we have sacrificed so much, you know, people are alive. All those people that would have died in that plane crash, 
that little girl that would have died in the pool of the hotel. I mean, just everyone yeah. that they have saved along the way. Um, it's a pretty good episode. I mean, I liked it, except it was completely predictable from the very beginning, I think, when they were trying to be, seemed to be a little bit more coy and sneaky whenever you do one of those come back from commercial and everything's different episodes. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, the greatest example of that, and you know it, Star Trek Next Gen. What's the one where they keep repeating everything? Um, is it the one where Riker's in the psych ward? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Cause and effect with the ships colliding. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> before the first commercial, we see the Enterprise just blow up, and you're like, holy cow! Yeah, it goes like, to commercial, but then it comes back from commercial, then it just starts the exact same again. You're like, hey, what? Yes. See, now that's a good way to do that sort of thing. I, I don't know. Yes, that episode was called Cause and Effect. It had Kelsey Grammer in it. Uh, this was all right, but I, I don't think I, I they didn't I, I don't think was sprung on me quite. The writers were maybe anticipating. I saw it all a mile away. Because well, you knew. I don't think that they were trying to surprise anybody because you knew when Dean walked up next to this woman that that was not his life. You knew that something was up, somehow whether it was through the trickster or whatever, this was an alternate reality. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing, like, yeah, it's not a wish. It's just a different reality. You know, it isn't the genie with the three wishes gag. Exactly. It's just that. I don't, yeah, it's just like I already had it all worked out before they told us what was going on. I don't know. Is I mean, it you're to work pretty, like that? Yes, you I mean, you knew that the the gin got the drop on Dean. Did the like you said the magic hand thingy. <clears throat> and um You know what? This whole thing reminds me of a lot of Oh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where they go to Mars. Total Recall? Total Recall. Everyone is so blown away and confused by that movie, except the problem with that movie is this. Before they implant the memories, right before it, the, the, the line before it says, after we do this, everything after this will be fiction. Well, then they do that, and then it's all this big, what's real, what's fake, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, did you not just hear the guy say, everything after this is now fiction, so it doesn't actually happen to Arnie? He's not really running around grabbing things out of his nose. He's probably not really on Mars saving mutants from, like, all of that stuff. That is the worst way to do a story like that. I've only seen that movie once, and it was so long ago. I'd probably have to watch it again because I don't really remember a lot of it. I don't know why people are into that. They're so blown away by after he gets his memory implants, what's real and what's fake. It's like, it's all fake. Idiots. <laughs> morons <laughs> they told you it listen <laughs> um okay so uh, a lot of times we discuss how this fits into the longer story arc of everything it really doesn't although we got to see mary and jess yeah that's about the only thing and what they might have been like had they survived and that's it mm -hmm. we do have a body count of one the gin the only person that died in this episode um, we don't have a day-night episode. Uh, yeah, the day-night count, you know, I'm, I, earlier we discussed this really briefly. Probably about three hours <laughs> from when, because Dean called Sam, said he was going to go check out for a gin. 
He shows up, gets the thing in the head. He starts getting drained. A couple hours later, Sam looks at his watch and goes, oh, he's not here. I better go check it out. Finds him. It's not like it's going to be months later. That, oh, man. Right. It was my tab here at the hotel's racking up. I better get a credit card for my brother. Be right back. Yes, you're right. It was probably just a few hours that this episode actually took place, even though in in Dean's fantasy world or you know alternate reality, it was a few days. In reality, it was probably just a few hours. So there you have it. No day night count for this one. No. Minimal body count. It was only the bad guy. This might be the shortest episode yet. Is there any in real time? Do they ever do that gimmick? I believe there is an ep- uh, I don't. There's so. I mean, I've watched 321 episodes so far. It's kind of hard to remember them all. Yeah, the only. I think the only way that they're going to get shorter in fiction time is if they do one of those real time episodes, which was all the fad for a little bit. Because like a movie came out that used that technique, and then every TV show had to. Well, it. even the TV show Twenty Four. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. In twenty four hours, Jack Bauer will. Never use the bathroom. <laughs> Never eat. <laughs> Never sleep. Pretty much. <laughs> He'll get 10,000 10, miles on his frequent flyer card. <laughs> God, that show is so ridiculous. I like that show. I'm a, I'm a big Kiefer Sutherland fan. It's impossible to think that within 24 hours all that shit would happen. Oh, no, you're right. But it's called... Jesus Christ. I mean, even terrorists have to go to the bathroom and eat something once in a while. This is true. But no, they're just punching each other for 24 hours solid. <laughs> just running and punching. And that's all I have to say about that. I don't know. Okie dokie, what's the next episode? Um, the next episode is the first part of a two-parter. Which is going to be the season finales. I was going to say, it wasn't the season finales of last season a two-parter, too? Actually, it went from the season finale of season one to In My Time of Dying, which was the first episode of season... <laughs> Let me start that over in English. The season one finale was the first part, then the season two premiere episode was the second part. Whereas this one, it's all the end of season two. This one is called All Hell Breaks Loose, part one. Okay, so in this episode, are they going to play Carrie on My Wayward Son? Um, I don't believe it will be. I believe it will be in um, episode 22, which is the final, which is All Hell Breaks Loose, part two. Um, but that being said, I don't know if Netflix has the rights to it, so I don't think they'll be playing it, even though when it... Originally aired on the CW. Yes, it was played. So I'm going to play it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's your plan on that? You said that earlier, but what's your plan to make that happen? You're going to basically tell me to somehow figure out how to do it. Well, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be on my computer, and I'm going to put it on YouTube, and I'm bringing up Kansas playing Carry on my wayward son while they're going through the recap. Put your earbuds in and then listen to your earbuds and watch the TV. Watch the recap. Wow. There you have it, my friend. All right. Well, sounds like a plan, Daddy-O. And, yes, these next two episodes will be very much a big part of the whole story arc for the season. I'd assume so. Season finales like this. And they really haven't given us anything for quite a while. We know that some of these episodes have been extremely cheap to film. So. Well, Hollywood I, Babylon, yes, it was all filmed on their sound set. I assume 
they're going to uh, yeah go all out with these. Yes, they are. I'm standing up because I have to get up and walk over and turn this thing off. <laughs> off you don't want to get caught on mic. Turn me hassling you <laughs> to turn it off like yesterday. Right. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so old. It hurts to get stand oh, up. Can we just talk about something outside of Supernatural real quick? Yes. I don't think we talked about this yesterday. Tusk? Oh. You finally watched Tusk. I'm a fan of Kevin Smith, and I've seen that before, but this was your first time seeing it. It's October right now, so we're watching some... Scary movies that we never seen before. Because 70s scary movies do not scare. No. Um, and I am also a big fan of Kevin Smith. But no, I was not a fan of this movie because it was just disturbing. Yeah. It's very disturbing. That's what horror movies are supposed to do. Creep you out. Didn't this it? did not creep me out. It was just disturbing on an emotional, and not scary emotional level. <laughs> just to, on a creepy, disturbing, like, ooh. The bad guy in this movie had some real mental issues. <laughs> that mental issue disturbing. Um, so I'm thinking we should hit up another one of Kevin Smith's horror movies soon. We'll figure out which one. That's that's fine. Either Red State or Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers wasn't a horror movie. Okay, then Red State it is. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I have seen Yoga Hosers, but All not right, Red well, State. We're going to watch that here. So everyone, just a reminder before Penny turns us off. Uh, we have a group on Facebook called Armchair Hunters. Search for it and find us. Or we have a website called coupleofidgets.com, which has links and all of the information on how to get a hold of us and to interact with us. Every episode's up there, along with like a cool little comment section on each one. If you just want to drop a note and let us know if you liked it or not, that'd be cool. Other than that, we're signing off, and we'll talk to you tomorrow with part one of a two-part finale. You're so excited! Yay! Or we could watch them both. Up to you. It doesn't make it doesn't matter to me. Um, Big mega episode. We do a mega episode. We could, you know. Nah, uh, we'll do. We'll keep doing it. One at a time. Okay, sounds good. All right, everyone, have a good night because it is evening. All right. Bye. Bye.